Hey, you're listening to Worst Day Ever, the podcast dedicated to the horror stories, the shit shows, the worst days on set, told firsthand from the filmmakers who survived them. I'm your host, Tom Taher. Today on the podcast, we have Danny Pollock. Danny is a producer in Los Angeles. He works for a production company called Dream Bear and also runs a rock label called Nobody Gets It. Danny's story centers around a music video gone wrong. And to some degree, if you are listening to this podcast, I mean, yeah, that's the whole premise of this, right? People sharing stories from film or different creative things they're working on where things went wrong. And I think what makes Danny's story so unique is it is like a textbook definition of a music video shit show. And the worst part of it is, is none of it was, you know, Danny or his immediate crew's fault. I mean, these are just sometimes variables that are completely out of your control. Location disagreeances, artist disagreances. I mean, there are variables at play that sometimes just make a set completely misfire. So without kind of giving away too much, I'm gonna let Danny take it from here. All right, how's it going? My name is Danny. I'm a producer in Los Angeles, and I'm just going to get right into it on my worst day ever here. My topic would definitely be, I've had some music videos that, you know, give you some stress, give you some headaches, but one that stands out in particular was this past year uh, that I did with an artist named Kiara in Black Bear. Going into this, uh, I worked with Black Bear the previous month on a video, so I was pretty aware of, you know, what he was going to kind of need and bring and what his crew was going to require of us. You know, we made sure we had all his accommodations straight, but one thing in particular was making sure the house was right, that we were shooting this this music video in, which was, you know, Kiara's song, and it was her to be this good versus evil character. Um, she would have, like, a an alter ego in the video, too, and getting mad at the Black Bear character uh, at a party for, you know, what he did the night before. Anyways, uh, we were pretty particular about the house that we needed to get. So we searched and searched, me and my co-producer, Colin Drews, my roommate, searched and searched for houses. We finally found this one beautiful house in Malibu. It was the only house on the street up in those canyons. And it was, you know, it was expensive. It was like seven grand a day, which is about two or 3,000 more than we initially proposed to spend. But this is what Black Bear wanted, so this is what Black Bear got. And uh, Kiara was about it, so we went forward with it. You know, we get on the scout and find out, too, that the, the hosts want the same amount of rental it is per day. They want the security deposit, which is a little unheard of. We were kind of scratching our heads like, okay, well, you know, two days before the shoot, we got to give him all this location deposit money. So we did that, and then he's like, oh, and you can't use the bathrooms, and this and this and this. And we're like, okay, well, whatever. And this is still during COVID, obviously, so COVID testing is required on set. It's a call time of 9.30. It's 9.45. My directors still aren't on set. They're notorious for showing up late. Sorry, boys. I'll call them out. It's cool. They know what's going on. It's strip mall. We all love them. In excuse, they had to drop off their dog. But they're showing up late, and they're pulled over at the bottom of the hill by a cop. And I see that because I'm going to get coffee uh, at the moment. And I'm like, I text him and call him like, do not tell him where you're going because we did not permit this location. I cannot afford for anything to go wrong this morning or today. So yeah, they get pulled over to start the day off. They get to the set, they, they show up and 
they're with the lead man who's their roommate and he is the only one on my set that tests positive on this first test so you know here we are like red flag we got to kind of assess the situation we go out to the garage that he's in that's away from the location to not be around Kiara, Blackbeard, any of the crew. We test him or we ask him the symptoms. He's fine. He doesn't think he has it. This is so like blindsided by this result. We test him three more times. It's negative. And I called my executive producer, Evan Brown, head of Dream Bear in New York. And he's like, you know, we just shouldn't take the risk. And we made the call of sending him home. So that's how our day started was like, okay, we have a maybe a COVID, positive COVID test around and let's not let it, it get wind to anyone else. And I'm sure he didn't have it. And he it turned out he didn't have it. But, it, you know, who knows how accurate these tests are sometimes. But uh, we had to send him home, so we're down a man. We get into the scenes, you know, Black Bear shows up. And mind you, too, uh, Black Bear's team's like, you only have him for two hours. So whatever you need to do, get with it in two hours. And no producer really loves to hear and ADs. And you're like, okay, so how do we work the schedule now. Black Bear shows up, he gets on set, he's cool as hell. You know, he's ready to fly through these things. He actually does it in really few takes, like one or two on the green screen and that was it. We move on, we're on the second scene. My AD, he's getting the scene ready and whatnot and it's in a tight space and it's, you know, we're a code officer trying to keep people six feet away and, you know, we still have Black Bear on a time limit so time is ticking and all this, our AD is kind of trying to move things around. And one of my directors kind of like raised his voice a little bit, was like, you know, out of the way. And AD, I don't know what it was in his, you know, breakfast or coffee that morning. He was just was not having any shit that day that he was like, you know what? Fuck this. And throws his water bottle down and is storms out of the scene in the room. And I'm in the back, like my PO office with my producer. And we're sitting there in the back with a commissioner too, uh, you know, talking out through the day. And I hear from like, you know, someone on the PA is like, Yo, the AD is about to walk off set. And as far as I can get, like, into the middle of the house now, from, like, the back area to the house, I see this car speed off through through the parking lot and down the hill. I'm like, what the fuck? How, why, what's going on? And, like, yeah, the AD just stormed off set in the second scene. I've never had that happen to me on a set. Uh, he's so cool. We've hired him before. He's really cool. I think he was just having a bad morning, didn't want to be talked to a certain way, and he just wasn't having it. So, yeah, producer myself is like, okay, we're down our first AD. Uh, you know, we can't let anyone, the client or anyone know this. Luckily, our second AD stepped up. He's AD too. Like, you know, we had a second AD on set. He stepped up the first. I promoted my key PA, Alex, to a second AD. He's also a second AD. Okay, cool. We put the bandaid on that one. We move on. From there, I mean, it was a weird day going forward because Kiara would see also what was going on in the scenes like ah, i don't like that and we're like what do you what do you mean like in mind you also we shot this in september and we were going to make this video back in february or march but then COVID hit slightly you know cut out all our scheduling so this idea has been like around her block in her mind for six seven months now but the day of she just wasn't feeling the scenes didn't want to do that didn't want to do this and here we are in the moment you know directors producers ad myself client the commissioner like okay like what do we do now? Like, she doesn't want to do this. Like, let's move to this scene. Let's do that. And uh, that's kind of how the morning went, where she would she would also have to require, like, in two different outfits, there are two different personalities. So a ton of hair and makeup time. And, you know, it was just throwing curveballs, wrenches throughout our day. You know, she didn't want to shoot this kitchen scene in the morning. And if we 86 that scene, we can't come back to it. And 
have artificial light. Our DP, I'll give it to them too. Our DP and camera crew, Jeannie, Franklin Ricard, and Thor and Michael Tercy. I mean, they were all just killer crewmates. They're like, all right, cool. To our director, Sean and Ian, like, what do we got to shoot? And luckily, I mean, we shot a video. We got the video out, but it was just a funny day of just the AD walking off set, the, the lead man testing positive, Kiara freaking out in her crafty trailer room as well um, because of how the scenes are and everything. And another crazy thing that happened on that day, what I'm thinking of this is that with the extras, our lead man that tested positive was in charge of getting all these extras. They were homies, paying them 50 bucks, whatever, for the day to come out and be in this party scene. And as typical sets go, you don't really use the extras for, you tell them to show up at a time, they're not really used for like five, six hours, you know, into the day. It turns out we played Cupid apparently because we had two extras, you know, find their way into a porta potty and, you know, you can use your own imagination what happens from there. But yeah, like they're in the porta potty locked up. People are trying to get in, hear some things. They come out, we see them and we're like, wow, okay, that really just happened. <laughs> Luckily it didn't happen in the host's bathroom because they would have freaked out. But yeah, that was that was an interesting time with those two extras. The rest of the extras we had are all while those two are doing their thing in the porta potty, the other three or four are like trying to revolt against the crew, saying this is like unheard of to be here for so long and not to be, you know, inside or whatever. So we have like a revolution insurrection happening with half of the extras and the other half in the porta potty doing the thing and just adds another crazy mix to the story here. And also like there was one point where she, I think she wanted someone to come to set. It might've been her boyfriend at the time or a fling, uh, you know, and we, this is like after our COVID test, people have left. So, you know, our friend, our mutual friend between Kiara and us came out and asked like, is it okay? And my co-producer like, no, you know, he wasn't COVID tested. He can't come to set. She relayed the message and Kiara was just not having it, you know, threatening to walk off set too, threatening to just kind of, the whole day was just us walking on eggshells of like trying to, you know, make sure we shot the right things for the story, keeping our artists happy and keeping a game plan together because we're all kind of just losing it. Like, just how are we going to get through this day? The commissioner's, you know, having a, is talking to her boss, ends up going to the laundry room and breaking down crying uh, as she sees like Kiara out there just not doing herself. And it was just one of those days that you just really, you're just kind of like in the moment as a producer, like you just have to let these things happen and make sure you get through the day and everyone's paid right and everyone leaves happy and you get the shots because it really felt like you're in this like football game where you did not prepare for the game at all, but you have to go in there with your, you know, second string team or whatever and just kind of hope you win. And to think on that, you know, set day after 12, 13, 14 hours, whatever it may be, you thought the craziness would just stop there, but it really didn't. Uh, my executive producer, Evan Brown, who handles the post-production, can attest to that. Our, our two directors, they're amazing with VFX animation, did big videos for, you know, Steve Aoki, NBA Youngboy, all this stuff. And, and everyone knows them in the industry world as animation guys, VFX guys that really bring that element to their videos. They did it in this Kiara one, Black Bear. I gave it to him, man. Like the, the house was crashing down in the first cut, house is crashing down, all these things. And Kiara sees it and completely scraps all these things of like VFX animation that they worked their asses off to put into and what they're known for. And, uh, and on top of that, you know, tons of just beauty tuning to the face and it was a it was a pretty extensive post process to even get this video done and out 
you know, Kiara and our directors were talking for a year about this video and all this. And then I would like to add to maybe uh, she just told them that she really was unsatisfied and ended up blocking them on Instagram, not even just unfollow, but the block on Instagram when she posted it. And I ended up posting it because I was proud of the video and, and it's a funny story. But yeah, our director's like, I don't get it. Like we, we did all this work. We tried our best and, you know, she didn't end up liking what it we're known for. And it just came out not exactly as planned. But in my opinion, I mean, we, we made it happen. You know, and uh, it was it was definitely an interesting story. We can tell, you know, tell the podcast like this and tell our, uh, you know, all our peers about it. And, and it's, it's hilarious. So. So, yeah, that was my worst day ever. Danny's worst day is honestly out of every story I've had on here so far, probably the one that hits home for me in terms of being very relatable. You know, over the last 10 years, I've shot so many music videos. You know, that's kind of how I came up as a filmmaker. And I can relate to the artist issues, the location issues. Heck, I've even been on videos where myself and my crew have not even been paid. So music videos, and I think this story kind of hits this home. They're chaos, they're wacky, they're crazy. They're so bizarre, and yeah, you might be one of the lucky few who is working with a really cool artist and making some really cool work, but truthfully, in that process of maybe ending up on a project like that, you've probably also been on a project very similar to Danny's story, right? Where just everything textbook definition of a shit show goes wrong. So thank you, Danny, for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you've been enjoying the podcast so far, I have one small favor to ask. Depending on where you're listening to this, if you scroll down, you'll have the option to write a review and leave a star rating. If you could take a quick moment and fill that out, it really does help. This being a fairly new podcast, the higher ratings allow this to be discovered and listened to by more filmmakers. In turn, leading to more worst day ever stories. Anyways, that wraps it up for this episode. Tune in next week for another worst day ever.